podcast that covers the best albums and songs that music has to offer. Unrestrained by genre or any musical type, I, Curtis, will guide you through the music you ought to be listening to. As we are commenting on music, it's worth noting that all music covered on Music Talk is covered under the Fair Use Copyright Law. With that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome to Music Talk. My name is Curtis. First off, thank you for tuning in. This podcast has been a personal project of mine to launch uh, for quite some time now, at least a year, if not a little bit more. And I'm glad to say that, uh, as you can probably tell, you're listening to this, it's a thing. It's happening. Now, why what kept Music Talk from being what it is, is the legality of the situation. And I think what happened was, is I needed to reevaluate what the format was going to be of this podcast in order to make it work with the legality of the situation now that being fair use uh, i mean whenever you're doing anything with music or other people's work fair use is always coming up now as, as many of you know fair use is essentially the usage of somebody else's work now in the case of our podcast we are going to be discussing uh the the music of a certain album and that, of course, means that we're probably going to be playing snippets of songs. So, uh, you know, with utmost respect to every artist that I, well, I cover on this podcast, but uh, we're not using the music uh, for any financial gain. I mean, we're, this is not us making money off this podcast or anything like that. It is us essentially doing a commentary critique on the tracks and the albums that we cover so uh i don't want anybody to think that you can listen to this podcast and you're going to get the full experience of listening to the album because ultimately i'm not taking away from that i don't want to be standing between the artist and what they should be making off an album uh, so that being said, I mean, I do recommend that if you're going to be uh, subscribing to this podcast and listening to it, that you, you know, maybe pick up a Spotify account or, you know, sign up for iTunes or whatever your service that you get music through be, because you're going to have to listen to the album before you come here. This is not meant to be a, a situation where you just come here and you're going to be completely enlightened. You know, this is sort of meant for you to have those tracks in mind and then come into this podcast and then we discuss it so the first album uh to launch off this podcast is a personal favorite of mine only by the night by kings of leon came back well sorry came out touching on the fact that this is a live podcast i'm not going to be stopping editing lots uh but uh, only by the night by kings of leon came out in 2008 uh i was uh fresh baby face back then uh, just starting in university. Actually, I think I was probably in my second year or something like that. Uh, but, uh, man, this album just brings so much me- or so many memories back for me. 
I mean, the idea that, uh, you know, I, w- I was out partying with friends. We were hanging out on beaches, just having drinks, just enjoying ourselves. This album just playing in the background. It was it was a magical time. I mean, for whatever my life was before and uh, whatever it is after, this will always be this like gem of a moment that I hold on to. And uh, it, it's great because when I did this podcast or started to think about what I was going to do for this podcast, my idea wasn't necessarily, again, to cover the music uh, in a binary sense. This is meant to be what what is great about this album. And I'm going to bring in my own personal conjecture to sort of add to what it, what it is. So... <sighs> Yeah, and the thing is, too, about this podcast is, again, with the fair use and all that stuff, I'm going to be pausing to play a little bit about the track, and then we're going to transition into discussion about that track. It also works, too, because I'm going to be talking largely by myself with no breaks otherwise, so uh, <laughs> it keeps me from uh, going purple face and, and passing out. So uh, that's that's how we're going to do this, and uh, I'm open up to any kind of critique analysis comments i mean if you guys have something to say about this podcast i welcome it uh and two also too i mean the format is still up in the air i mean this is probably not going to be the uh final uh format of the podcast i'm sort of putting it up to you guys to help me determine what you want to hear so do let me know three greeners podcast at gmail.com that's t-h-r-e-e not the number uh and yeah just fire me an email three greeners podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think let me know what you think we can improve on what you would like to see i mean do you have an album that you would like me to listen to that's part of it as well uh now only by the night i'm sticking to because it's something that i'm comfortable with but of course i want to challenge myself just as much as you're going to be challenged by me so don't hold back from letting me know what kind of albums you want to see. Uh, with that said, uh, let's move into discussion on the first track of Only by the Night. Welcome back, and that's the track Closer. So... Closer, I think, is a great way of starting off this album. The reason I say that is that this is a deeply personal album. I mean, for the uh, amazing energy that the album contains, it's also deeply personal. And I think this track is a great way of starting that off because this is a song about lost love and, uh, you know, essentially it, it really is about you know uh how unsure we are of, of feelings that we may have for each other uh you know it's sort of the idea of is this worth going back to and i think that's a very common common thing is that insecurity of life in general and i think that's a great theme that uh, the album as a whole tackles not just the song but it perfectly encapsulates what to expect from this album which is going to be great guitar riffs uh meaningful lyrics and a great introspective look into life itself and love too uh which i think all of us uh can probably agree can get messy at times uh the, the, the thing with this track is that 
I, I always treat this track as sort of like the appetizer to the main course. And I think almost every, well, well not every, I will say a lot of opening tracks are like that. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, is that, you know, it, it sort of encompasses that pain and that unknowingness and the idea of, am I going to be okay? Is this breakup? going to end my end my life as i know it which when you're a certain age when you're uh 20 year old uh, curtis uh you're you're thinking man this could all come crumbling down but i think it, it's a perfect album to sort of encapsulate that it's that energy it's that ferocity it's that just raw intensity of life but also to that unsure nature of what tomorrow will bring and you know, this is all in the context of a relationship uh, as the track see, well, very clearly lays out. But, man, it's just, it, you have to wonder, right? Like, it, 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 there's other tracks that illustrate this, so I don't want to get it too much into it. But it really is sort of about insecurity. And I think as we jump into the next track, Crawl, you're going to sort of get more of that insecurity. Less romantic and sexual and more actually political. Yeah, so that was Crawl. <clears throat> Excuse me. Should I clear my throat before I started hitting record again, eh? Uh, it's just in with Crawl because it sort of touches on the dissolution of the political, the political state of the U.S., I guess, and... Uh, which is funny because this is back in 2008, uh, uh, you know, close to uh, eight eight years uh, before Sir Donald Trump assumed power, and uh, they sort of predicted that there would be this disillusion of the U.S. and this other stuff. And I mean, this podcast is not meant to be too political, but it is interesting to sort of make note of the fact that you know this song sort of touches on these items and sort of calls it out like almost a decade before it actually happens i mean you gotta think too back in 2008 we were well well we were just starting to get into uh the obama years too so everyone was being pretty optimistic right and here you've got a band who who does a song about how eventually the u.s is gonna you know dissolve politically and it's gonna just be a big giant mess and uh I don't know how many people actually believed him at the time, but here we are, right? Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's all I really have to say about this track. I mean, it's a good track. I don't want to knock it down or anything, but, I mean, I definitely feel like there are stronger tracks on the album. Still, though, it is interesting to sort of look at this in retrospect. So, Sex on Fire. It's a very interesting track because, as I've seen over the last decade or so, people have been trying to prescribe more meaning to it than I think it actually has. And that's not to say that's a bad thing, it's just, the song's about sex. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Caleb, who, uh, the the lead singer of the band, was in a relationship which uh, apparently the sex was uh, pretty fantastic, so he decided to write a song about that. And, I mean, it's a great song, very catchy. It's one of the more popular ones on the album. I'm not just saying just personally, but I'm just saying in general, it's one of the more popular ones. 
And I think that's just because it is really catchy and it is sort of like this just raw expression of his lust and motion and everything just sort of pouring on out into the song. That's what works so well for it. But again, I think people are trying to see what else there could be in it. Uh, again, personally, I don't think there's anything else to this. I think it's a really simple uh, expression of his love and, and uh, lust for the woman that he uh, was dating at the time or is dating. I, I don't know. I think he's married now. So uh, it could be the same person. Who knows? But uh, still a very good track. And uh, one of my favorites off the album, I guess. I mean, I know I said it's not like... my my most favorite but it's up there i would say for sure uh also too let's talk about the uh, next track here use somebody which is also a very popular one amongst the uh fan base there so let's use somebody and it's probably my favorite track on the whole album, to be honest, and I'll I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Not only do I think it's one of the greatest tracks on the album, but I think it's one of the greatest rock songs of all time. The reason being is that everything just about it feels so epic and so raw and intense, but then you also have this very personal, intimate feeling, and that comes from the fact that this is a song about a creative type, you know, an artist, uh, whatever you want to call him. And he's essentially, you know, he's sort of looking for, for he's looking at this girl who's very liberated and, and very free. And it's almost like this jealousy, like, hey, why can't I have what she has? This confidence and this self-esteem. And I think what works so much about the song is that it's really this, this idea that this, this man's holding himself back. He's holding himself back from from being that girl and you know maybe having her or whatever i mean it, it, i don't really take it to be a love song i know some people interpret that to be the case i treat it more like he sees her as this this being that he could be but it's his own uh, you know insecurities and his own self-esteem that's sort of holding him back i think it's a beautiful idea you know the idea that he's really restraining himself from being the best that he could be uh, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a great track. One of my favorites off the album for sure. I mean, actually, yeah, it is my favorite. I mean, without a doubt, it's probably my favorite just because it balances this great sound with a great message and you don't need one or the other to enjoy it, but in, in unison, it works so well. And that's just what makes it such a great track. But let's move on to the next track, Manhattan. So that was Manhattan, and the thing I like about that track is a lot of the songs off this album carry the sense of insecurity, the unknown, the uncertain, and this song is the complete opposite of that. This song is just about partying and enjoying life, and I think that uh, it, it, it's good to have a song like this because otherwise it would honestly be an album full of tracks about insecurities and uncertainties, <laughs> uh, which is good. But uh, again, if you're sort of looking for something with a bit more finesse and uh, a bit more of this uh, 
<laughs> I'm looking for the word of just, I guess, like brevity and just like a bit of a lighthearted nature. That's what Manhattan is. It's a bit more of a lighter tune. And not to say that, you know, if you listen to something like Sex on Fire, it sounds very, uh, very kind of like easygoing. And in a way it is. I don't think there's much in the way of themes of insecurity or uncertainty in that track. But uh, it, it's good to have tracks like this because it's just, it's so much fun. And I mean, I remember when this track would come on and, you know, me and my buddies would be like, you know, driving somewhere at like 2 a.m. in the morning and we're just, we've, you know, we've probably honestly had a few drinks, not endorsing drinking and driving, by the way, but uh, it, it, sort of like that idea that you're out having fun and, you know, at the time, you, you know it's going to end eventually, but you don't want it to. Nor do you probably think it's going to anytime soon. You're probably more so thinking, where's the next place we can go to enjoy ourselves? Where's the next party at? I think that's what I like about this track. It's sort of the idea of the endless party. Uh, sort of this idea that the party will always continue, no matter what. I love that. I love that about uh, about that. So uh, that's, that's my thoughts on Manhattan. Let's get on to Revelry. See the time we shared, it was precious to me. All the while I was So that's the track Revelry, and it's interesting because I think, and this is, I don't know if this has ever been confirmed. If it is, let me know, 3angrynerspodcast.gmail.com, but I feel like Revelry and Manhattan are sort of, in, in a way, tied to each other because you have Manhattan, this idea of the uh, never-ending party. It just goes on and on forever. But also, too, you have Revelry, which almost seems to be a thematic sequel. And I mean that in the sense that Revelry almost seems to be touching on the fact that a relationship has come to an end and, you know, he, I don't know. It sounds like, at least from the sounds of the song, it sounds like the the writer of the song or the person, which presumably is Caleb. I mean, all these insecurities seem to stem from Caleb, the lead singer, but uh, it, it seems to be that he wanted to just party and that endless party to continue and she wanted more so maybe perhaps it's him sort of regretting being so caught up in the partying ways and not focusing on the relationship that was at hand and i think that's a very it's uh when you're 20 year old kurt (laughs) you you sort of think that right you sort of think hey am i focusing too much on partying or is there something else that i should be looking for and i i think this is also a favorite track of mine because it sort of touches on the idea that you do need to sort of find balance in your life and it's not just you know going out and partying or going out and just being at home by yourself it's about finding a balance and i think that's kind of it's sort of touching on the fact that the relationship ended and it's partially due to the fact that uh the protagonist in the song or caleb or whoever is essentially unable to uh unable to sort of recover from the fact that yeah he basically parted too much and lost this girl so uh it's interesting too because i feel like a lot of these songs sort of try to merge uh these like confident booming sounds with this insecurity and i think when you look at something like uh use somebody that's like a perfect example of that but then you look at manhattan and rubbery it seems to almost split them like almost create one that leads into the other and i think it's a really great idea it works really well uh i mean if that's the case i mean again i don't i don't think there i don't i would doubt 
that they're not tied to each other. I feel like there's definitely some sort of thematic ties. There's a lot of albums that do this too, where they'll have one song that sort of sets up one theme. The next track sort of plays on a different theme. Uh, so that could be the case. But let's uh, jump on to 17, the next track on the album. So that's 17, and I have to say, out of all the songs on the album, this is probably the most perplexing to me because it almost seems like it's just a one off story, as if it's just this tale of them meeting this 17 year old Spanish girl. But then it's like, do you know what the story really is? And even then, uh, it, yeah, these Kings of Leon seem to have this emotional understanding of how life plays out so when they do write something that maybe might be fictitious or not real it's hard to tell that from the actual authentic uh stories in their lives so this one's hard for me because i feel like i i in my mind i've always treated this almost like it's a kind of like just a one-off fictitious thing i've never really thought of it as much more but i think you know maybe there is some truth to it it's really hard to tell uh it, it's a good track regardless i do like uh a lot of the sounds off the album and a lot of what they tried to do with the uh, different sorts of music there. So it's interesting, but I don't know if I would necessarily say it's my favorite track, but it's still a really good one. Uh, sorry, checking my phone. I told you I'm doing this live for the most part. So uh, yeah, let's move on to the next uh, track on the album, which would be So that's the track notion and uh there's not much to interpret here i mean uh there was a like sort of like these home videos that the band took and they sort of <clears throat> used those uh home videos to sort of comment on certain aspects of their music and what certain songs meant and in one of those home videos uh this song notion came up and caleb uh, basically said that, you know, when they're on tour, there's a lot of drinking and a lot of partying and all this, and he sort of just sometimes wishes he could just go back home, just back to the simple life of living at home and not being on the road and not drinking so much. And I, as somebody who travels a lot for his day job, I understand that if you go to something like a trade show or a convention or something like that, you're, you know, it's obviously not as long as a music tour, but you sort of get this, uh, idea that maybe you're out uh, overdoing it a little bit and you just want to go back to maybe just resting on your couch and watching a movie it's sort of the comforts of home and i think that's that's what the song's about i mean I'm, for better or for worse caleb has spelled it out very clearly that's what this track is about but i think we all sort of get there at a certain point of our lives and i mean 20 year old me maybe uh, not so much uh wanted to, would probably welcome a month's worth of partying but as I get older, I start to sympathize with that. I start to understand, like, I don't want to be out drinking and partying all day long. I certainly uh, enjoy just the uh, comforts of home. And I think that's kind of, again, what this uh, track's about. But let's move on to I Want You, the next track off the album.
So uh, I Want You is one of the more interesting tracks on the album too because I feel like 17, I can't tell if it's fictitious or if it's real. But the sort of the interpretation I've always taken away from this song is that the the protagonist, the guy, sees uh, online video, probably uh, porn of uh, a girl he used to know. And I think, you know, the idea being like, hey, I see this girl that I know, she's now doing uh, porn or whatever else. And uh, it, it's an interesting thing. Uh, it, it also ties back into uh, when this album first came out, a lot of people noticed, hey, Caleb really likes to write songs about sex. So he started getting asked about it. And what he ended up starting to do was say he was abstinent. It became a joke amongst the band to say, oh, Caleb's abstinent. The fact of the matter is the guy talks about sex all the time and i'm pretty certain at this point he probably has had sex let's just be honest but the the joke is is that yeah he, they keep saying oh he's absent he's absent he's saving himself for marriage and uh on the internet i remember when this album came out a lot of people were like i don't get it i thought he was absent it's like no he's not um but yeah it's uh it, it's interesting because i think the song is about this this woman on this porn video that he knew and him wanting to have her like she was before and i think that's interesting i mean if you think about it nowadays with the digital age we can see people you know whether it be like online dating or facebook or youtube or i don't know whatever and you sort of get the impression that you know you you knew you maybe know that person as they were before not as they are now and i think all of us you know whether it be a friend or a family or somebody used to date or whatever you sometimes see somebody for who they are now and you want them to be that person they used to be and i think that's kind of what the the, top, the song's touching on and again it's uh it's almost kind of selfish it's almost kind of insecure in a sense there's a lot of that kind of notion in this album but i think that's kind of what makes it feel so real and raw and emotionally intense but uh two tracks to go let's go on to be somebody So let's be somebody. <clears throat> and it's kind of funny because I'll be honest, uh, I always get the tracks use somebody and be somebody mixed up all the time. Does anyone else, anybody else do that? Like they, they both have similar titles. Uh, so use somebody and be somebody. I always get the two mixed up. So use somebody. Uh, when I first started listening to the album, I, I wanted to hear that song, but I kept playing be somebody, not realizing. And then I'd be like, this doesn't sound like the song I listened to last time. Uh, but be somebody. It's um, it's uh, again somewhat self-explanatory track. It's being somebody. It's the idea that you are sort of becoming. You you want to be given the chance to be the person that you want to be, that best version of yourself. Now it's worth noting too that around this time, uh, you know Caleb was uh, taking painkillers for. Uh, a, sh a shoulder injury that he had so i think he sort of felt a little isolated i mean i've actually gone through some kind of major surgery like that too and i feel like when that ever happens you're sort of just feeling kind of despondent from the rest of people like you sort of felt isolated so i think it's his need to maybe break through and become the man that he wants to be i think it's a really good message i mean it's uh it's it's what we all want to be. We want to be somebody we don't want to just be the person who you know just fades into obscurity of life i mean maybe some people do but somebody who podcasts and uh 
tries to at least do do somewhat well in life. I mean, I can understand his his need to be that person that he wants to be. So let's move on to the final uh, track called the uh, desert, and we'll uh, then move on to the. So that's Cold Desert, and I think this is actually one of my favorite closing tracks on an album, and I'll tell you why. Throughout the album, you've heard of Caleb's insecurities, his self-doubt, his reason to uh, ultimately feel this sort of pressure on himself. And I think when you ha- when you are like that, it's it's good sometimes to just walk away from it all and sort of decompress and that's ultimately what cold desert is about it's about him entering this cold desert reflecting on who he is and what he's done and ultimately coming to the realization that uh you know there there is something to be learned here i mean it's uh it's him being very honest with himself and very and very heartfelt uh it is a little bit depressing i would probably say uh because you know anytime you look back on your past transgressions and things you've done you know for him to say jesus don't love me it's uh he he it seems like he truly and honestly feels that way that you know he is kind of unloved and i think that feeling that you've done so much that you're unforgivable is is it is depressing it is the the honest truth though sometimes that you know you feel that way that you feel like you've done so much that people will not forgive you and i feel like he he leaves the album on a somewhat depressing note but then at the same time too it leaves it open for interpretation do you think he's going to find it in himself to forgive what he's done or do you think he's completely unforgivable for everything that he's said and done throughout his the course of the album and of course his life so to wrap this all up and sort of wrap it with a bow and send it off this is this is one of my favorite albums and i and i the reason why is that it's so raw and intense it is essentially life as it is and it's not pretty but there's guitar riffs and there's these amazing vocals by caleb and it delivers this great message in an entertainment medium music that that it that is enjoyable you can hear these songs and you don't have to dive in deep to enjoy them they're still great songs but the more you dive into them the more you realize these are great albums these are albums or this is an album with uh songs that actually have meaning to them it's not all just southern rock it is more than that and that's why it's it's one of my favorite albums because there's just so much to it there's so many layers that you can sort of decompress um and you know for me when i was young in my 20s technically i'm like nearing the end of i feel like you you do feel like you're making a lot of mistakes and you are being a little bit harsh on yourself or maybe you're not but eventually you might be but it's the idea that you are going to make mistakes and you you know the self-reflection and the 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 idea of both living in the moment but learning from the moment is is really important here 
And I think for myself personally, it's kind of guided me at least personally to sort of understand that, yeah, you know, I am going to make mistakes in life, but it's all about learning to forgive yourself and learning to learn from your mistakes. So that's, that's it. <sighs> you enjoy this? I enjoyed it. It's hard not talking to other people because I'm used to podcasting with other people. So this might seem a little awkward. My goal is to work on doing the one person podcast thing a little bit better, but uh, hopefully this wasn't completely unenjoyable for you. If you did enjoy this podcast, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We're going to be up on Google play soon and all those other sites. So if you don't see it, uh, please email me three angry nurse podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's T H R E E not the number three. Uh, and let me know if it's not on your favorite service and which one you would like it on, and I'll make sure it's up there. Also, do any recommendations for future albums is always greatly appreciated. Would you like me to maybe cover uh, a Weezer album? I definitely want to do that at one point. Uh, Wilco, uh, something that's not Weezer or Wilco, let me know. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you guys next time. I don't know when the next episode's going to be up, but I am going to aim to do these every two weeks. So bi-weekly, but we'll see how it goes. I might increase that. I might decrease that. We'll see how it goes. But anyways, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you guys next time. For